Hello and welcome to One Sweet Dish, a podcast about that one dessert we hold dear. I'm your host, Kate Karchor. On today's episode, you'll hear about a sweet treat one family cannot be without, and how after a difficult loss, one woman is seeking to relive cherished memories. Here's the story. Hello, my name is Jo and my One Sweet Dish is Sfogliatelli. Sfogliatelli for me reminds me of all those really happy times when I was a kid. So whenever we were having a celebration or visitors, they'd get out the special pastries from the best shop they'd found in the area. Because the rest of the time it was sort of just really chaotic in my house with my siblings and my mum yelling and making dinner and all of us stressed out. But when we had visitors over, it was always special. And every now and then they'd have this pastry called a sfogliatelli, along with the cannolis and the other things they'd picked up. And I remember the sfogliatelli because it was my dad's favourite, but I hated it because I was a little kid and it was like custard and peeled fruit and it, there was no chocolate on it. So it was nothing to me. I hated it. But I'd watch my dad eat it and then I'd sort of sit on his lap and he'd give me just a little bit of the pastry off it. So none of the peeled fruit, none of the weird custard, just sort of like it's shaped like a shell. So he'd give me, I'd call it the butt, the bottom of it, the really crispy bit. And he'd just give me that bit. So I'd happily eat that and he'd eat the rest of it. And it's only now that I'm older and realize how amazing and delicious they are. The love it takes to give away even the little tiniest bit of your sfogliatelli, which I actually do for my kids now. I always give my kids the best bits of all the foods. And also you want them to sort of get to know the foods that you love. So it's a bit of an intro to eat that bottom pastry part. And then you know that when they get older, they'll eat a bit more of it and a bit more of it. And one day they'll just smash one and love every bite of it. A lot of the Italian desserts that I grew up with had, you know, alcohol flavours or mixed peel flavours. They're all very specific to specific regions. And the thing that I've noticed about Italian desserts is not just that they're sort of complicated to make, it's that they've got really specific flavours. So the sfogliatelli, like it was invented by nuns in some part of Italy, then went to Naples where my dad was from. And it started off with this like semolina custard uh, that had orange peel in it. And then they were like, what do we do with this custard? And so they're like, let's roll out this really thin pastry on this big bench and make it pretty like a shell. And then that skill got passed down to, you know, the the pastry chefs in Italy um, and they'd pass it down through the families because it was such a specific skill. So for my dad to find the best foliatelli in the area, no matter where we moved, was a bit of a bit of an adventure. Uh, so at the end, we were getting them from Metzapika in Sydney. I know there's some good places in Melbourne. I think there's a place in Haberfield I haven't tried yet. My um, godmother gets them from somewhere else. She gets big boxes of frozen ones. But yeah, we've just always had them in our family from time to time, maybe three to four times a year when we were doing something special. So you would always go and pick them up or would there be someone in your family that had learned the recipe? So nobody in my family knows how to make sfogliatelli. My brother gave it a bit of a go because he um, likes to cook, but it's really funny. He gets really stressed out when he tries out recipes. Like, And so does my mum actually, you know, in my family, even my dad, we're very stressed out cooks. Like it's not like one of those movies where we're kneading dough together and sipping wine and, you know, talking about how much we love each other. It's like, get the hell out of my kitchen. I'm trying to this recipe. You're distracting me. Get out. So when my brother got his, you know, Heston book, we were just like, don't visit him for a month. And he perfected this citrus tart and then it was the best one ever, but he got no joy from it. You know what I mean? So if any of us try to make sfogliatelli, obviously that would ruin six months of our lives because it's such a specific skill. But he did give it a go and it was okay. Like it looked okay and, 
you know, the, the pastry was okay. The filling was really different. You know, I, I tried it. That's how much I love him. I think in my family, like we don't share recipes a lot. Like cooking is sort of a solitary thing. Um, it is a lot with me as well. I do teach my kids some things and my mum and dad have taught me some of their things, but we just sort of want to be left alone. It's like our quiet time because there's something about, you know, rolling out pastry and kneading dough. It's just calming, especially if you've got proper bench space, which is why I think a lot of people don't make sfogliatelle because you need extraordinary bench space to roll these super, super thin sheets of pastry. So you get that crispiness. So when my brother made them, he was limited by his bench space. So it was a bit thicker, but he does excellent cannoli shells. But yeah, I think for us, it's not so much that we're grumpy, which we are while we're cooking, we get upset, but also it's just that quiet time. And yeah, it's, and I'm like that too, when I cook, especially new things, like there's certain things I make over and over again, like this awesome cheesecake that I make, or when I make cupcakes for the kids, every now and then I'll invite them in to, to cook with me. But when they leave, I am a little bit relieved because I do like to do it myself because it is, it is special, but then serving that food and sharing it with family. We bring it on Sundays when we all get together and we're like, I made this, try this, what's this like? And they'll be like, they'll tell you the truth. Like, this is disgusting. What the hell did you use in it? They're not even gentle about it. But I think the older I got, and then as my dad got sick in his later years, I only wanted to eat the Metsapika Solitelli. I wanted to eat them with my dad. They reminded me of my dad. And um, yeah, I realized I eat like my dad. So I'm really careful what I eat. It's got to be like the best, delicious, most amazing thing. I'm not going to eat like an off-brand anything to please anyone. I'll try it. But that's it. That's absolutely it. And I actually once convinced Metsapika to give me a box of uncooked sfogliatelle because dad was in hospital for the first time and he was losing weight and he was really sick. And I was like, oh, I'll bring him a sfogliatelle every day. He'll eat that because we couldn't get him to eat. So I'd wake up in the morning and I'd bake it for him and it'd smell amazing. And you're meant to eat them warm. They're meant to be hot. And I'd drive to the hospital and be like making him eat as much of it as possible. And he actually didn't eat them for a couple of years after that. I think he got a bit sick of them, but I just was so desperate to get his weight up. And all I could think to do was bring him his favorite food and see if he would eat that. And he had a bit of it. We'd always split it. He could never eat the whole thing. So we'd sort of, I'd be like, I'll have some, you have some, yeah, let's have some, let's have some together. And yeah, he had a bit of a break from them for a couple of years, but then he had Parkinson's disease. So he actually had to stop eating sfogliatelle. He couldn't eat the crunchy pastry anymore. He couldn't eat the icing sugar, but I picked some up from Metsapika and my brother actually opened one of the shells up and just fed him some of the custard. <laughs> yeah, so he, and he really seemed to enjoy that. But yeah, the, the Parkinson's really affected everything he could eat. But he could always have the continental cake and the sfogliatelle filling. And, and what about today? Do you, when was the last time you had your dessert? So the last time I had a sfogliatelle was after Dad had died. I think it was about a month. So Dad died in November. It might have been around Christmas. Mum put a Metsapika order in. And um, I said I'd go pick it up because since Dad died, going there has made me feel close to him. And so I went to pick them up and I brought my daughter with me. Um, it was really funny because my kids are teenagers, so they don't love hanging out with me. But after my dad died, after their nunno died, my daughter was with me every day. Like she'd, I'll come with you, mum, I'll come with you. So we went there together and picked up the order and I opened the box and there they were, perfect, baked that morning. And I smelled them and just started crying and yeah, it just made me feel so close to him. And I ate one and it was just amazing like it's just this crunchy crispy pastry and then this beautiful rich 
custard with an orange flavor and the spice mix they use is different depending on each place. I don't know what they put in the Metsapika ones, but they're just spot on, you know. When you use spices like that, I'd be guessing what they were. If you use too much of one, it just like ruins the whole thing. It overpowers it. It's just beautiful and delicate. And the, you know, when custard is cooked, it's a bit puffy. Yeah. And so my daughter and I had one and then we had breakfast and we drove to my mum's and had the rest. We have afternoon tea at my mum's every Sunday now since my dad died. And we usually go visit the cemetery before then. But Metapeka's recently stopped making them. And the demand's not there. So they're so labor intensive. So they could be making sheets of cupcakes and cannolis and all the other things everyone buys. But they just said the demand wasn't there. Um, and I'm I'm not sure why. It's, it's such a shame. And I, I didn't cry in front of them. I cried in the car on the way home. But my sister recently went to Melbourne with her fiance and she wasn't here for my birthday. She was like, I'm gonna find you the best volutelli in Melbourne because if you're not gonna find a good one in Sydney, you'll find it in Melbourne because of all the Italian places. And she rang me, they were driving back. Oh, I found the best one. I'll be there at 8 p.m. I'll drop them off. And I'd been eating cake all day. I was like, I can't eat one more sugary cakey thing. But she dropped them off at eight. They're in this beautiful box. I opened it up, they looked amazing. And my daughter and I were staring at going, mm, these, these might be okay. Cause my daughter knew I was a bit stressed out about them being good or not. Picked it up, smelled it, smelled perfect, took a bite. The texture was there, the sound, the crunch. And then the spice mix hit me. And it wasn't that it was bad. It was just different. And then it ended up just reminding me that dad was gone. Like <laughs> it was so weird. So I think my time with Sfogliatelli is done. You know, it was great. Dad's not here anymore. He's up in heaven eating the best volutelli I've ever had. But yeah, it's just, they're so specific. I just don't want to ever eat a bad one. I want to always remember having that excellent one. It is a little unusual, isn't it, that suddenly since your dad's passing, they no longer make them. It's so strange. Maybe we were buying them all. I mean, <laughs> we could have. Because every time I rang up and told them our surname, Abignano, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe it was us. I don't know. And then I was like, maybe the person who made them retired. When I asked, she just said the demand wasn't there. I didn't really pry. But I, I do go there probably once a month to get, a you know, the good chocolate cannoli and stuff and a coffee. Um, and then I go visit dad. And I might ask a couple more questions. <laughs> but I'll see. There's a story there. Before then, there was a place in Blacktown where we used to get them. And this young son, this dude called Rick, he was trained by his father who passed away and he took over the pastry shop and he would make excellence volutelli. But all of Blacktown's been redone in the last 15 years, so I think they closed. Actually, now that I'm speaking to you, I'm realising maybe there is a good one out there and it's my mission in life to find it. Like find every place that makes them and try them all and see which one is the best. I think people have told me Haberfield and I, I haven't really gone to Haberfield a lot because I feel a bit disloyal to Leichhardt, but... You know, <laughs> this is this this supersedes that ter territorial war in my head. So maybe I'll just have to bite the bullet and start. Yeah. So if anyone knows of a good place, it does excellence volutelli. Let me know and I'll go try it and let you know what I think. <laughs> they better career it because it's got to be fresh. It's got to be baked that day. It can't be the next day. It's got to be. I'll drive there. Like they could come to you, <laughs> or at least meet halfway. Maybe. But I want to get another good one and go visit Dad and go found it, Dad. I found another good one, you know, cheers. 
I think that all of our food memories, especially if we've got a sweet tooth, because it's such a celebratory thing, it's connected to someone or something or, and yeah, mine's just always, my family and I were just such foodies, you know, it's all about the best toroni, the best this, the best that, and we'll eat the bad stuff, but we'll talk about it the whole time, like, oh, this isn't good, it's too soft, it's this, or maybe I'll try this one. So we've been doing that with toroni lately because everyone sells the soft nougat, not the hard one that breaks your teeth that we want, that reminds us of when we were kids. So my sister also bought that back from Melbourne. So you want the jawbreaker. <laughs> we want like, the, no. the Italian jawbreaker. There's no dentist visit involved with this one. <laughs> no, because you've got to use your side teeth. People don't know, they're amateurs. You don't bite it with your front teeth, you bite it with your side teeth. For goodness sake, did we not? Did you not get raised by Italian parents? <laughs> you deserve to break your teeth. Use your side teeth. Front teeth are for things like, you know, pumpkin seeds and any other food. <laughs> Is there a chart? There isn't. It's just all these unspoken rules that you learn, you know, and we have the, you know, you have, we, we have our espresso coffee every Sunday afternoon and some delicious desserts. And I used to get, I picked up some stuff for my birthday recently because mum had already got the continent, the, sorry, the gelato cake. And I went to get some stuff and they didn't have the sfogliatelli, so I just got cannolis. But, um, and it was still, you know, cool and special and the best cannolis you've ever had. But yeah, I did miss the sfogliatelli. You just said gelato cake. Pure gelato, yeah. So it was really hot and usually I want the continental cake from Mezzapica because that also reminds me of my dad. But mum said, let's get a gelato cake. And I was like, oh, all right. In, but the whole time thinking I'm going to drive to Mezzapica and get some stuff to go on the side. But yeah, it's pure gelato. We get chocolate and hazelnut. Um, we get it like sort of during the summer months and it's it's really beautiful. It's really rich. It's not like a Freddo frog ice cream cake. It's like really rich. It's a dessert. It's got wafers on it. It's the best gelato ever. I like Messina, but when it comes to those traditional flavors, pure gelato is really good and the kids like it as well because it's not too fancy and it doesn't have many bits in it. So it was such a winner, especially with the side of cannolis. It was so good. Thanks for stopping by. You've been listening to the One Sweet Dish podcast. One Sweet Dish is produced by Dan McHugh and is brought to you by Happy Tuesday Productions. If you'd like the recipe from today's episode, head to happytuesday.com.au or find us on social media. For more episodes of One Sweet Dish, find us wherever you get your podcasts.